You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Michael Jordan, dear and near and dear to folks from North Carolina. Of course, he went to the University of North Carolina. Did you know that Michael Jordan, everybody knows that name now, is coming up on his 60th birthday. He was born in 1963 in Brooklyn. Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn. He was five when his parents moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. He was a sophomore trying out for a high school basketball team. Now, it kind of seems like a given, right? But Michael Jordan wasn't the Michael Jordan that you know then, not by a long shot. And I want to encourage kids playing today, you know, at, at a lower level, junior high, middle school, high school level even. He was a sophomore in high school when he tried out. He was like 5'11". Now, Michael Jordan is 6'6", okay? So, he had a lot of... of, And and he got cut from the team. He didn't make the team. Imagine that. But rightly so. I mean, he didn't have that. But he ended up making the team and became a pretty good star and uh, went to North Carolina. Unfortunately, for Tar Heel fans, he only played two years before he was drafted by the Chicago Bulls, but he did win a national championship. But to celebrate his 60th birthday, he uh, gave some money to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which, of course, to kids who are into serious illnesses, and I don't know all the, you know, I don't know all the criteria, but uh, they have a, they make a wish and they, they have it come true. Michael Jordan is like the number one athlete in the Make-A-Wish Foundation request. And he's been doing it since, I think, 94, way back. He's been doing Make-A-Wish for a long time. And it means a lot to him. And he's met a lot of kids over the years. And it meant a lot, obviously, because he wrote a check for $10 million. <laughs> People see that go, whoa. <laughs> That's the largest check they've ever gotten. Really? No kidding. But Michael Jordan has a famous statement. He has, you know, I mean, he's a human being, a lot of flaws, of course, and stuff. But, uh, boy, when he came into the, I mean, his scoring, I know people that have sat under the basket on a basketball game when he was in. I've seen him play, played the Nets when they were in New Jersey. And you would watch him do something and look at your friend and go, did he actually just do that or are my eyes playing tricks on me? But Michael Jordan said something interesting to all of us about striving and effort and stuff, right? And about winning and losing. I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Well, this is the sharing my embarrassment so that you will not have to face that embarrassment. It's not all that big a deal, but it might be. And I was incredibly surprised when the service person, service man, (laughs) came and and looked at our sink and it had been overdue uh let me just t- just tell you when it gets really cold like it did we had that spell before i don't know if it get that cold again but you know when it gets down near zero or 10 degrees or 
whatever, our pipes underneath our trailers are very susceptible to freezing. So as a precaution, we open the cabinets, we leave the heat up, and we let the water trickle out of the sink, especially in the kitchen and in the bathroom sinks, just to keep it going, just to make sure it doesn't, uh, you know. And then you pray that it's only for a couple of nights, right? And so that's what we did. And I'm telling you, this kind of corresponded. And maybe that's the reason when the water gets back on. I don't know. But the water in the sink just wasn't coming out of the faucet. Like not even half of the flow that it should have been. So, you know, we uh, we called the plumber. He says, well, I'll be out a few days. I made an appointment yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Came out Valentine's Day. Came out took a look. Do you want to guess what it was? <laughs> I was very concerned. I thought maybe there was a leak under the trailer or something. I thought, wow. And I always feel sorry for the service people because it's like, man, I, I know nobody wants to go under that trailer. But he didn't have to do that at all. He just kind of smiled and he said, you know, think about this. He brought an extra one. It's funny. By the, by the description that we gave him on the phone, he brought an extra screen that goes on the end of the faucet. And he just unscrewed it. He showed me the old one, and it had tons of debris blocking the water. That's all it was. <laughs> I was like, well, on the one hand, you're very, very thankful that it was no big deal. But boy, is that embarrassing. But we got it fixed, and that means you can learn a lesson from it, right? Excellent. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Even bigger than King Tut, I think. And King Tut's pretty big. Okay? But this came out recently. Extra biblical reference to King David. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's a support... Of him being an actual historical figure, you know, extra biblical reference. Of course, it's mentioned in the Bible, but this is outside the Bible. It all goes back to this Moabite stone, which was discovered in 1868, of all things. Um, it was damaged in 1869. Uh, but for some reason, somebody kiss them when I see them in heaven, made a paper mache impression of it before it was damaged. I don't know if that was the thing they did, if you got criticized for it, but boy, did that turn out to be worthwhile. It made it so the original words could be deciphered. We're talking about a slab that is almost 3,000 years old. <laughs> wow. I don't know anything about how it was found in 1868, but it chronicles the victories of King Mesha of Moab, probably in 2 Kings verse 3 in the Bible, chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3 in the Bible. They had to use a method called reflectance transformation imaging. Oh, you can call it RTI. A lot of digital images are taken of an artifact from different angles and then combined to create a precise three-dimensional digital rendering of the piece. You know, advanced technology, they can see what you couldn't see there before, and they made out the reference to the House of David. Pretty amazing. Absolutely incredible. I think it's in the Louvre. Is that, did I, did I say that right? Or French pronunciation, Louvre. Okay, whatever. 
The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. I've been yelling at a lot of kids playing. They're on TV playing college basketball. And uh, not long ago, number one ranked Purdue went to Indiana. That's always trouble, no matter what. I mean, you know, the in-state rivalries in the state of Indiana, the basketball state, if they think. And so they beat them, and it was this huge deal, right? Uh, but and if, it may, if you're a Purdue fan, uh, it's okay because Indiana got beat. They were about to get whipped by Northwestern, but they uh, Northwestern hung on the win by their fingernails, but they won. So, you know, that's kind of the way it is, has been this year. But something happened after the Purdue, the number one team lost to Indiana. It was a big deal. And uh, their leader, by the way, is named Zach. He's a contender for National Player of the Year. He's a junior at Purdue. And um, he's a center. He's top ranked. I mean, he scores all the stuff and everything. So um, he, he was being taught to. And the guy that lost the ball near the end of the game uh, was being questioned about losing the ball. He said, ah, I just hung on to it too soon. I'm right, for too long. I hung on to it for too long. And then Braden, bless his heart, he's the guy that was being questioned. And it's tough. Tough when you lose. Zach just reached over there and he took the microphone and what he said went viral. He stepped in. That's a leader right there to step in. He sees his player get asked a question. That's not really fair to ask about that. It really isn't. But the leader of the team took the microphone and said, just to clarify, that was one play. Obviously in a big moment, but every play is big in a game like this. Don't you know his teammate was like, oh, man, you are an angel. He said, I had too many turnovers in the first half myself. I didn't come out with the energy I needed. You know, it's not just on him. It's on the entire team. Isn't that like the coolest thing ever? Yeah, it is. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. And I know it's too late. But you can still learn a lesson. Hopefully, it'll last until Valentine's Day next year. Robert posted, I asked my dad what he's doing for Valentine's Day, and he said, and I quote, your mom and I have been married 40 years. We don't care about stuff like that. Robert asked his mom separately what she's doing for Valentine's Day, and you know what she said, and I quote, well, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But I hope your dad has something fun planned. You made a boo-boo. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.